You know, I want to thank Freedom Federal Credit Union for coming on as a Chesapeake-level sponsor and actually requesting to sponsor this particular podcast. You know, is it time for a new vehicle? Well, if you want an interest rate that you can really be excited about, as low as 2.89% APR, you can get pre-approved at freedomfcu.org. Again, that's freedomfcu.org or walk into one of Freedom's five Harford County branches. Can't wait. Enjoy your one-stop shopping at any of Freedom's preferred dealerships. Finance your freedom and take advantage of their 90-day no-pay option. That's right, I said 90-day no-pay option. Freedom Federal Credit Union, great rates on new and used automobiles as low as 2.89% APR. Also, competitively financing motorcycles, RVs, boats, and jet skis. It's summertime. You know you want one. APR stands for annual percentage rate. Rates effective since April 1st, 2019. Rate quoted includes a 0.25% discount when you sign up for e-statements and auto payments. Rates are subject to change without notice. First payment may be deferred for 90 days. Interest will continue to accrue from the date of loan dispersal due once payments begin. Available on select auto loans. Not all applicants will qualify for the lowest rate or the 90-day deferred payment. Subject to credit criteria. Freedom Federal Credit Union is an equal housing lender and is federally insured by the NCUA. Now, if you look at the trades today, there's a shortage of people that are trained because they don't teach them in schools anymore. It's hard to find good mechanics. It's hard to find uh, good contractors, construction, uh, people that do HVAC, collision repair. Well, on this episode of Harford County Living, we talked to the general manager of Thompson of Harford County, and what they decided to do was start an apprenticeship program. You know, they've been talking to the schools, they've been talking to the county, and basically, you know, from what I know, they have had no luck. So they went out on their own and they started one for this summer. And the good thing about it is these kids are also learning how to do things in the community. Thompson is big at doing stuff in the community. And, you know, it's great to see these kids learning a trade. I mean, it's, you know, one thing with cars, you're always going to need a mechanic. I don't care if they drive themselves or not. Somebody's going to need to fix them. If you hit a deer, if your car gets hit, guess what? You're still going to need somebody to pull them, then straighten that frame or whatever. So these are trades that are hurting and they need to be back in the schools. But thank you for Thompson for jumping up and adding this to their business. So on this episode of Harford County Living, we have Ron Filling, the general manager of Thompson, and also the councilman from District A here in Harford County, Andre Johnson speaking about this. This is the Harford County Living Show. Voted as Harford County's favorite local podcast, introducing you to local businesses, organizations, artists, musicians, and more. Harford County Living, there's no place like it. Here's your host, Rich Bennett. Like to welcome everybody to Harford County Living. We are sitting here today. Lyle's joining me again, and we have Andre Johnson, the uh, County Councilman for District A, and Ron Filling, General Manager, right, mm-hmm. of the Thompson Autom- Thompson Automotive of Harford County. I want to make sure I get that right. And we are talking about a, a new program that Thompson has put together, and and Ron and Andre have been working on this as well as some community involvement because you guys are really big in the community now. 
As a matter of fact, let's start off with the community park because you guys just had a big cleanup. You were, we were talking about before we went on the air or yeah. on the air. Sorry, recording it. In uh, what's the name of the lake there? A pond? Uh, lake Serene. Lake Serene. Yeah. Okay, you guys just had a big cleanup out there. How did that go? Actually, I thought it went exceptionally well. Um, Andre and his staff put together this program to have a community cleanup mm -hmm. and ask for a lot of volunteers in the community and local businesses to come over. And um, we met over there at the park at 10 a.m. Everybody separated, took a different area of the park and the lake and did a general cleanup on an area that had been a little neglected for quite right. some time. Um, and we cleaned up, I mean, we had so many bags of trash you couldn't believe. The lake was full of um, shopping carts. <laughs> we pulled 31 shopping carts out of the lake. Uh, we have a lot left to do over there. We have a lot of brush area cleanup to do. And we had some community involvement as a, the day went on and a nice little community fair at the end. Right. Um, which brought in a lot of people in there. They had music groups, singing, refreshments. It was a good time. And it's really, it was the start of something that we, we're going to continue and keep going. And we, we'll go from neighborhood to neighborhood to neighborhood and keep doing that. And then it, once everybody's involved, it works out pretty good. You actually had employees of Thompson? Yeah, actually, we, we had nine of our employees come over, and they helped out um, during the cleanup. And, wow. you know, it was all pretty good. We dressed everybody up in orange shirts. We gave a bunch of orange shirts out to the community so we could identify all the people that helped out. And it was a good time. And it's the start of a, so a nice You're community basically activity. representing the Orioles, except you were the good Orioles doing something good, right? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> They'll be good someday again. <laughs> They're on their way. They're working at it. Now, before we were talking, you, you said you had people coming out as you were getting close to the end. They didn't realize right. that this was going on, but there were signs everywhere. Yeah. I think sometimes it, it, that happens is that, you know, when you're starting a project, uh, the key is the communication and getting it out. Um, on Andre's staff, Rachel Pettison, she did a great job of getting a lot of signs out, but yeah. sometimes you got to make sure people read the signs. We learned a lot that day on how to get that thing together. We're going to drive around the neighborhood and, and shout it out on bullhorns next right. time to just come out and help us clean up. And I think we'll see some a lot more involvement the next time we're over there. I hope so. And we want the park to be used. It's down right by the Boys and Girls Club, so it's a huge park. Baseball field's down there. No, the Boys and no, Girls no, Club no, is still actually, there? No, actually, it's uh, by the Edgewood Rec Center. The Rec Center. Okay. Rec Center. Oh, so behind yeah. Giant. Right behind right. Right. Giant. Right, right. Okay. Giant. Okay. But yeah. Down by the Rec Center. And okay. it's a big park down there, and it's, yeah. it's underutilized, and we, we want to get the kids back out there playing. Well, you, you, and you were talking about the signs that were out for a while, but I, I think, and I hope, you know, as a community, as a whole, we can change this. I think when a lot of people see signs where it's pointing out to something good, they more or less ignore it. People are quick to pick up the negative stuff sure. and not the positive Absolutely stuff. Absolutely Absolutely. And somehow or another, we have to change it. Don't know yeah. how. Well, that's because the negative has been going on for so long. Right. You know, you look at this park, for example, it's been a mess for so long, and people suddenly <clears> see this burst of energy, and it's a Let's see if this really sticks. Let's see if this is, is going to be just a you know a they hair for each well, 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 that was that was the key too. Was when prior to going out there, uh, Rachel and and I and a few other people went around the neighborhood and handed out flyers and things. And yeah. the 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 going uh, 
I guess what you would say people would say was was that okay you're doing it now but is it going to continue right so if you help you know, yes. yeah if you right I mean, but but seriously but, though. but but I, I I don't know I folks are are so um I they just have this perception that their their situation is so dire that yeah they don't even want to come out and help their own situation mm, and true. it's easy to sit back and not do anything and it, we i i have to get people engaged yeah you know in their own community and i don't know like uh like ron says by by hook or crook we we got we got to do it so it's it's uh it's just one of those things where you it, you got to make people understand that that people do care and they do care about their situation but i'm not going to be out there all the time Right, and you can't. And that's where other people have to step up. Right, right. Yeah, and I think that's a problem with it. We run into it a lot of times at the Lions Club. Right. You know, we're out there trying to do good things. We even ask for volunteers, and we do have one guy who volunteers a lot. Right. You know, and people are quick to complain about something, to put something out, point something out. You saw it with the grass being high and trash. Yes. Pick it up. Yes. It's not that hard. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I right. mean, granted, yeah, there. Are, if it's a county thing, we can't cut it, but right. still. But I think one of the things we were hoping for is because that, that day at the park, it was a wear orange day, yeah. and everybody mm-hmm. was wearing orange. And wouldn't it be nice that every time we cleaned up, we just put those orange shirts on? That would and be then cool. all of a sudden in a community, if somebody says, hey, those people with the orange shirts are mm-hmm. back, mm-hmm. Yeah. maybe I'm going to go over and help. Maybe I'll just go over and get a free shirt, and that would be fine, too. But then when they see these orange shirts show up, they're going to say, hey, they're back, and they're right. doing something good. Maybe I'll go over and see what's going on. And it's got to be consistent. It's yeah. got to be a consistent You just effort. need to come over and see what we're doing, right. and next thing you know, they'll be helping out. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, that is that is a good idea. And how you guys did this, what, in June? We did this in early June. Mm-hmm. So, when you, so we're going to try to do it again in October. Okay. So, so about uh, each quarter. Yeah, each quarter. Okay. So, uh, but Except yeah. for maybe winter because it'll probably be frozen <laughs> over. But, but look, <laughs> that'll this, be okay too. But yeah. look, this is the thing though. We had we had about a hundred and twenty five um, actual volunteers out there helping. So we had we had a we had a lot of um, outside That's a good engagement. Turnout, yeah, yeah it's a, it's a, it was a lot it's of a outside year. engagement. We we just want now. That to have the outside engagement plus the, f- the the folks that live in the community to come out and and clean right. up as well. So, it, but we're, we're going to get there because, like Ron said, uh, the the community event portion, we probably had about uh, two hundred and fifty yeah. people out there. Wow, it's yeah. pretty good, pretty good. See, and the thing is too, what a lot of people don't realize, and we're going through this at Copenhagen Park now. People don't realize there are a lot of parks here. Mm-hmm. In the county, mm-hmm. a lot of them people don't know about because of too much brush or whatever. You clean up these parks and you make them nice. People are going to want to start visiting them. People start going to the parks; right. they're going to keep it clean. Right. And that, and I think that's going to also cut down a lot of the of, of crime. It's going sure. to bring back positivity. Sure. I mean, it's definitely something that needs sure. to be done. Yeah, yeah. I, um, we could tell like some of the the ballparks right there behind the old giant. Um, there's ballparks there. Yeah, there's <laughs> basketball courts back there. I knew the basketball courts, but, 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 ball. but I'm talking about the the baseball diamonds. I and didn't know like there was Yeah, there's there's tons wow. of baseball diamonds back there. <laughs> They're not being used at all. 
the uh, the 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 um the inside of the the diamond area where yeah. the gra- where the where the the uh, dirt is is being overgrown by by weeds and things like that. Wow. So you know it's it's just and that's and I think that's what what Ron's talking about too as far as uh, the kids not being out and I, if I were a kid I wouldn't want to play on a baseball diamond that was being overgrown so you know you know so that's some of the things right exactly exactly so that's that's some of the things that 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 need to be addressed but we're going to address those those things yeah that is good yeah that that might be a good opportunity to hit some local businesses to uh to sponsor these fields yeah you know we try we i mean we're involved in all these business organizations we're talking about it all the time sure Especially on their Route 40 corridor, you, you've got to constantly talk to businesses. We see maybe a little low right now. A lot of these organizations don't meet during the summer. We'll pick it back up in September and get back on the, the ball rolling again on talking about any programs that we have available. And um, one thing we talked about earlier, we did start a Facebook page called Good Things Happening mm-hmm. in Edgewood. Mm-hmm. Um, so we encourage everybody to just click on that, like it, and then share it with all your friends on Facebook yeah. to see all the things that are going on in the community that many people don't know about. Um, there's a lot of positives happening in there. I mean, I mean, one of the regular contributors on that happens to be the American Legion down on Edgewood Road. Yes. Mm-hmm. And most people don't know that that's open to the public every day for lunch, yeah. most nights for dinner. A lot of people think Nobody you knows that. Right. You think you have to be a member. It's yeah. open to the public all the time. Right. So and there's speaking a of lot which, of they still need members. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, yeah, right. they do. Yeah. All, all these organizations need members, but you, you know, you're not sure about it. Go down there and have lunch and talk yeah. to some of the members down there. They'll be more than happy to you. And then you'll get to meet some of the people in the community that you're not uh, quite familiar with. There's a lot of businesses in here. There's down on Edgewood Road. There, there, a lot of the shopping dis, uh, mm-hmm. district down there. Um, it's been revamped. It, it looks really nice. So you go down there and, and use these local people um, to do your shopping or whatever you do. An important thing that doesn't get a lot of notice is the Edgewood Library. Not a lot going on that you don't know about down there. But Harford Community College has three rooms down there that they offer so classes bad. at yeah. at the yeah. Edgewood Library. Mm-hmm. And their Harp Community College is making a bigger presence in the community. Go down there and find out about it. It's pretty interesting. They have a lot of nice things going on down there. The transportation uh, system has improved along Route 40 corridor. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't Harford Link? Harford Link. Mm-hmm. More involved now? Too? Yeah, yeah, much more involved and uh, more improved. Yeah. We did get some of the, the, the median strips been cut. So you can see on each side of the street now. Uh, uh, i got to ask you that. Okay. I th- Andre, you may have brought this up. I, I didn't realize Thompson handles that. Yeah, we, we in, have in that the cut with the, the people that cut our grass. We've had them cut. There's always a problem, you know, the, yeah. who's taking care of it, the county or the state. So, you know. We want everybody to see our business. Well, yeah, it's a you, you got to see the so yeah. business. We have our it looks good. We have our landscaping crew come out and clean that a couple times a year and trim it back and thin out some of the bushes and yeah. trim the trees back. But the median looks great. It's a nice stone median. It's pretty good. It just gets overgrown. So see, that's you got to take care I of that. Said, I've always said this. You got Joptown, Edgewood, Aberdeen, Havre Grace. Now Aberdeen and Havre Grace, we know are municipalities, mm-hmm. but to me, there's 
two gateways to come into Harford County. You don't want to count 95 because there's nothing along right. there or Belly Road. It's Route 40. Right. right. First thing you hit when you when you're coming from the city, Job Town and Edgewood. Job Town and Edgewood. Harford County, Havity, or from Cecil County, Havity Grace. Yeah. That's got to, and you know, kudos to, to you guys for cleaning it up. And now we need a business down here in Joptown to step up and do the same thing. <laughs> well, well, that I mean, that that's where that's where the state because that is state uh, state, yeah, state, state highway. highways. Yeah. So um, you know, uh, the state really needs to you know get there and start doing their job and, and cleaning that up because you know. Um, a lot of this stuff wouldn't happen in other parts of the county. No, you're right. You know, but you're right. You know, so I and, and so, but but the thing is, is that this part of the county has been underserved for so many years, and it's we are we're not landlocked. We have waterways. We have all this great opportunity and to history to, and history down here to to for for people. You know, not just within the community, but outside of the community to to enjoy. Yeah. You know, so um, we're just gonna keep on plugging at it, man. We'll, it's, we'll it's, get it's, there. It's, it's it, because it's it's it. Joppa Town and Edgewood are great places to live. Yeah. We have a bunch of great people here. We have we have a whole like you said have a whole bunch of history, and it's just it just needs uh it just needs a little bit of a makeover down here. And, and some awareness too. And some awareness. Yeah. That's the key, the awareness. Yeah. yeah. Telling Here's everybody. The naysayers about it. and uh, go yeah, on our Facebook page. You'll find a lot of good things happening in it. Oh yeah. There's a lot of organizations affiliated with it, and there's a lot of social activities happening in the community that you you've got to look on there to find out what they are. Exactly. And we look for contributors too on there too, to make sure that's happening. And speaking of good things, mm-hmm. Thompson has started something new. With the school. <laughs> yep, actually we did. On a chance meeting with Dr. Hill at Edgewood High School this past year, um, we looked at a, uh, a need in the area for um, jobs in the trades. Right. And that hits us home pretty good because uh, we looked at the um, auto mechanics and collision repair mechanics and uh, we saw that we had a need too and so it, it, it created a little, nice little marriage there. So what we started doing was going over to Edgewood High and talking to, to classes of students and talking about the opportunities in the uh, Route 40 corridor here for a lot of students that might not be going on to a four-year or two-year degree. Right. What could they be doing? And I mean, and even if they were going on to that, what, what could they do? And so we brought a lot of students over into our um, dealership. We talked a lot about it. And after some time, we developed an apprenticeship program um, for auto mechanics in-house uh, where a young employee can come in there and be supervised and trained by a master technician. Uh, we put a path to success together that would be about four years, the same as if they were going on to an advanced um, degree, where that each year they would advance a certain step um, and they could see where they could end up after four, four years if they apply themselves. And I will be honest with you, is after four years, they'll probably be the highest wage earners in their peer group if they apply themselves to this program. Right. But in order to do that, we, we got a lot of help. We had a lot of parental involvement in this. That's good. All The parents of all the uh, apprentices that we hired came in and we talked about the program and the opportunity with them. 
We have an open line of communication with the parents through quarterly reviews with the new employee. Um, so we like we want to want these young fellows and ladies to be successful in this. We're also taking on summer interns um, to work in the IT program as well to further their education, um, and maybe they'll be successful in an IT field, which the automobile business has really become all IT now. Yeah. It's really funny where young people say, I want to work on computers. We say, you're the perfect one to be an automobile technician because that's all they are, computers now. Uh, especially yeah. in, in our Toyota showroom, where uh, our service department there, where it's not a lot of repair work. It's usually just diagnose and replace a part. And that's how cars are made now. Um, so a lot of these guys are saying they didn't realize there was so much computer work being done on an automobile. Mm -hmm. But that's where it all is. And a lot of these young people are pretty adept with these computers, um, and we just teach them the technician part of it. But we set up a program where a technician now starts with uh, uh, his own personal tools, and, uh, and they get a little leg up on there, and they get the education of having a master tech who might have 30 or 40 years experience doing this, um, training them every day. So I, I believe this is going to be a wonderful opportunity. And our ultimate goal in this program is to get it started and then show other trades that this could work. Right. A plumber could go over to the school and maybe hire one or two, front them some tools, work with a master plumber, and you'll have an employee for a long time. Electrical company can do the same thing. HVAC can do the same thing. There's many trades out of there. And a lot of those trades are hurting. A lot of people don't realize. Well, that's see, one of the things we found right. in our collision center yep. is our average age of our employees was over 50. What? Our Two of our body men are 66 and 67. Yeah. And that, as soon as I looked at this and I wow. saw what a great opportunity I could have for them as well. Because let's say by the time they turn 70 or 75 and they want to slow up, I can still keep them on to mentor these right. young guys. So if, if a guy's 70 and he's collecting Social Security and maybe collecting out of his 401k, I can also give him a little bit too, and he can just come in to mentor these young guys. And what what a better trainer would that be if his sole responsibility was mentoring all the time? Ron approached me with, this, with uh, their idea, and um, he was telling me about the age uh, the age bracket for his uh, collision repair versus his auto repair, right. and and um, it was anywhere between what what did you say forty eight and fifty yeah. fifty. The average age was fifty, but we only found we only had three employees in their forties and two in their thirties in our collision center. Yeah. So I could see in five years we might have a problem right there, well, and that's a say. dying art. Yes. If you see the work that a, a collision repairman does or a painter does oh these guys are artists yes they are but yes. where's the guy coming behind them yeah right? because that's not your first thought when you graduate from school or even if you go to college and well, you say hey I'm gonna, that? I'm gonna go well well, well see that's the other <laughs> thing it's too not there is, anymore yeah. that's the other yeah. thing too is is that the schools now because i know when i was going to school and I may be a little bit younger than you guys, but when oh, I was, ahead, rub it in, Andre. <laughs> thanks a lot. <laughs> but when I, when, but when I was going to school, I mean, and, and you guys know too that that they had trades yeah. in in public yep. school. Yeah, wood shop, metal yes. shop, car, yes. yeah, they had all yes. our mechanics, yes. everything. And Home they don't have that anymore. No. Now. 
They don't have that. They did a they did a feasibility in. study for for uh, Hartford Community College did a feasibility study for a trade school on uh, this end down here, and they found out that there's a need for the trades, just like Ron's saying. And when Ron approached me with this, this is a great opportunity for any of these because a lot of kids aren't college material you know what yeah, i mean like they're right. they're not gonna go to college so yeah. what a wonderful opportunity that that thompson's has has started down here for these for these kids and um i just i just wish it and i know ron is gonna gonna build on this but there needs to be more involvement with these with these schools and with these kids to get out there because you know i think nowadays like these millennials they're they're looking at okay well um auto mechanics they only work with their hands i don't want to work with my hands i want to be in an office or something like that ron ron is telling me that i I spoke to some of the 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 guys at his shop some of these guys have a over a hundred thousand dollars worth of uh tools tools. oh i know tools yeah a hundred thousand dollars worth of tools and and ron is telling me that these guys are making very good. Oh, money. they are. I know. <laughs> you know, so so I don't think that I don't think that the kids understand that you know you can you can make a good living in in this field, but you know it it just takes some time for us to, to put it out there. You know, in the in the in the, in the schools, it's not uh, as you know as you said, it, it's not taught anymore. Um, and when you're not taught things, you're not exposed to things. Right. How are you gonna How are you gonna learn about them? Right. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing when they, you know, the big push here in Hartford County is is prep for college. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's get them ready. Let's let's get them ready for college. But you're you're really not getting them ready for anything other than more school. Right. Because ninety mm-hmm. percent of these kids still don't know what they mm-hmm. want to do when they hit hit the hit the campus. Right. Um, my my contention has always been as you said when when we were younger we we had these trades in school is to bring them back i understand their budget constraints and 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 things of that nature but you know i've brought up twice uh where you can you can tap into the thompson automotive type groups uh, and also uh retired and semi-retired professional tradesmen Mm -hmm. um and bring them in um and and reinvigorate what we used to have uh most of them will do it without pay. I mean, the, the, the resource requirement theoretically is minimal. Mm-hmm. Um, and also developed, and I was going to ask you about developing that into a, uh, a summer program. You know, uh, kids today, they have nothing to do. Um, well, rephrase that. They, they, they don't <laughs> know how to, to invent things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I bring this up with community service a lot. Uh, in, in the county school systems, all of their service learning hours are built into their curriculum. Mm-hmm. So there's no incentive to go outside and, and join the Leos or join the Scouts mm-hmm. or something else. Yeah, um, so they look, at, they look at this as, as a classroom assignment. Mm-hmm. I do it, I get my grade, and I'm done with it. Right. it um, if, if, if it's done, um, uh, not just in the community service, but with the <laughs> trades and things of that nature, where um, they're taught throughout the school year and they're given summer internships or summer additional summer training where you've got the community uh, tradesmen involved, open the schools up, let these kids come on, learn a trade. Um, as you said, as your program ex- expands, you know, they begin to intern at, at different companies throughout the, throughout right. the county. But uh, you make a real valid point there. And one of the things I've seen, because I, I spend 
a fair amount of time over at Edgewood High School with these students. There's a lot of things you have to teach them. I always say it's, it's teaching them life. <laughs> and before we even interviewed any of the students, we taught them how to be interviewed. What do you have to do? Because you have to remember when a young kid, and, and most of these high school graduates are about 18 years old, when they go out to look for a job, they're being interviewed by someone either their parents' age mm -hmm. or their grandparents' age. Right. And they got to remember who's the interviewer there. That interviewer is looking for somebody in their mold. So you have to tell these young people how to prepare for a job interview. A lot of it is eye contact, what you wear. I will tell you, after we got done with these kids, when they all came for their interview, all the, the guys were wore a shirt and a tie. They all had a resume. But they would not have had that had we not talked to them prior about how to make a resume. Because right. most kids, 18, say, a resume, I haven't done anything. So we talked to them about basic things. Do you cut the grass on right. the weekends? That's a resume builder. Do you help your parents load the dishwasher and get, do the dishes and put them away? Do you mm -hmm. cook a meal one day a week? People mm -hmm. don't realize when that. When you have a grill <laughs> in the backyard, do you volunteer to cook one day a week and clean up? They're resume builders. And do you play baseball on the weekends and stuff like that and yeah. play after school? But what do you do constructively? And then we teach them about how to fill out a job application. And we make them fill out a mock application because a lot of young people write in all lowercase with no punctuation. Mm -hmm. So we teach them that you've got they to go speak up like or that up. too, right? Because that's how they text. And then we teach right. them about how to go on your Facebook page about a month before you're ready to go on a job interview and clean it up. Mm -hmm. Take all the pictures off mm -hmm. of there that, that, yep. that your parents would think are inappropriate because right. your prospective employer yep. is going to look at that when you're interviewed. Yeah. Yeah. So don't realize social do, media Yeah, do all this you. stuff. But one of the things, when we did our final interviewing for these apprentices jobs, and even the summer interns came in, they wore ties, they had resumes, they were prepared, and the that eye awesome. contact was unbelievable for an 18 or in some cases, 17-year-old kid, it was wonderful because we gave them a heads up to how to help them out on that. Yeah. And I'm hoping, you know, we couldn't hire everybody, but I'm hoping at their next job they did the exact same thing or whatever they were applying for. But we've got to keep talking about that all yeah. the time. Gives and everything you do in life sure. is a resume builder. Yeah. It's okay to write it down and keep it in a folder somewhere because right. you're going to use that at some point. It, that's a great point because I I I see your hat, uh, Air Force, Marine Corps. I know. Uh, you were Army, right? I, I was Army, right. so I just retired. Was in the Navy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I just retired in 2015, and. That that's one of the biggest things is is that when uh, going out the door, I saw a lot of kids coming into the military mm -hmm. that had no clue about how to fill in, fill an out. Mm -hmm. So this no. isn't just yeah. indigenous to to our community. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah if, on the same note, in a way, and, and Lyle had brought this up um, at one of the meetings with the schools or whatever, balancing a checkbook. Yes. And we were told, uh, you know, nobody writes checks today. I found out something, and you're going to be shocked at this. Millennials are writing more checks today than we are. Stop. I'm serious. Because they are familiar with the credit card payments and online payments and all the hacks and everything, and they're getting away from that. More, you got more millennials paying by check or cash. So it's us that's yeah. but yet they don't want the to, but yet they're not being taught how to balance a checkbook. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, it I is. Mean, the millennials on. don't trust anybody, and it's right. it's right on down to 
paying online. It, it yeah. is important, and you have. We talk to these young people about saving money because it's so easy. To, it's you know, life, first time you're out of school making money, you want to spend it all. So yeah. we, we tell them the first first two or three paychecks just blow it. Get that out of your system. And then <laughs> after that, we actually have some help. We we have some people from business organizations that work at banks, and we we've got them set up to come in and talk to these guys and say, hey, we do it normally for our employees anyway, but it's very important for these young guys or first time out in the workforce and say, hey, this is what you do. This is how you set up a savings account. Never gave a thought about checking. We just want them to start saving some money. Right. Put, you know, put a percentage away every, because they're always in shock because they didn't realize they had to pay taxes. So when they or first, when they go to buy something, the first too. paycheck and the taxes come out, they couldn't believe that happened, but, uh, but it happens. It's yeah. real. <laughs> yep. And, uh, who is FICA? Yeah, who is this? <laughs> well, I, had to, I had to leave, change the subject here a bit, but I had to leave because my son went to a wedding um, a few months ago. Didn't have a suit or anything. So my sister took him out to buy some nice clothes. Mm -hmm. Well, the first pair of pants he finds, they were like 60-some dollars. He's like, just for the pants? Right, She's right. Like, well, yeah, baby. Right. That's ridiculous. Right. <laughs> What's a suit? Right. Yeah. And then we saw the price of a suit. So, but kids don't realize this. They don't this. realize it. They you don't know? realize it. And now I, I hope everything works out. Him and his girlfriend just got their first apartment together. Yeah. Like, okay, Bubba, I hope you saved properly. Right. They, they don't have a problem paying for these. Oh, yeah. So. yeah no, the phones. <laughs> they get a but, phone. They get every yeah. upgrade. At my but, you know, kudos to you on the resume part because <laughs> and the interviewing part. Yeah. Because I've talked to a lot of friends of mine that own businesses, and these young people come in for interviews. I have one guy... I forget who, I can't remember who it was. Um, actually, oh, what am I? They used to work at Thompson with me. Now has his own business. Guy came in for an interview wearing flip flops, mm -hmm. shorts, and a tank top. Yeah. Unacceptable. And a skull cap, which I don't understand. Unacceptable. <laughs> in the summertime. Right. Right? You know, but uh, it's and it was late to top it off. Right. Right. I mean, come on. Right. Yeah. You know, Usually, if we see somebody come in like that for an interview, we walk them around the dealership and we say, "Look at how everybody's dressed yeah. here." When you're ready, come back. You know, uh, we're not going to discount you. You might be a right. great employee. You yeah. just don't look it right. to that. Yeah. And a lot of times, a lot of times, uh, you know, people that come in like that, they haven't been taught. Yeah, nobody's right. told they them about it. They haven't been taught. Yeah, absolutely. So now this program is only, you're paying for the tools? Or you get the, their tools yeah. the first time? We actually uh, paid for all the tools, but we're having these apprentices pay us back. $25 okay. every two weeks. So that's out of their payroll. So they're production. learning how to pay for it, too. So it'll take them 15 months to pay for these tools. So it's it's not going to hurt them there. The key for them is to get successful is they'll, they'll expand on uh, how many tools they have as they grow right. into this. I wouldn't expect them to make a purchase on a tool for, enough, for two years. Um, but once they get going, and if this is what they see as their career, they're going to make a bigger investment into this. It's almost they'll have to to, to support the amount of uh, work they're going to be doing on these because tools are always changing. And yeah. They get more efficient and they make your job just easier. Just like the cars. Yeah, just like the cars. You're exactly right. Everything becomes more efficient, and they'll be doing that. But we're looking for a lot of success with these young guys, and then we want to continue this program every year to keep building this workforce up. Right. Because, look, we got to face it, in our lifetime, cars are going to be around. Mm -hmm. There's going to be no flying cars. Mm -hmm. um, they're still going to be on the road, and the American public loves their automobiles. Yeah. 
So they're always going to need to be worked on. They're always going to need to be serviced. So um, we're ever expanding. I mean, I just look at what we did at Thompson in the last 10 years. 10 years ago, we had 65 employees. Now we have about 140 employees. Really? At our Edgewood facility. That's correct. Wow. So we've over <laughs> doubled in size in the last 10 years. Where is it going to go? Yeah. I mean, and even though cars are lasting a little longer, if that's the case, they're going to be need service longer. So really, the key is the trades now. Uh, where 10 years ago, you couldn't find enough salespeople. But that was way before um, most people did a lot of shopping online. Yeah. Now, um, you know, people only visit uh, 1.2 dealerships when they're buying a car mm. because they've done so much they've research online research and they've online. had so much contact with our salespeople online mm -hmm. before yeah. they even come over. We never had that before. It used to be on a Saturday morning, they'd be lined up in the door and you'd be busy all day on a Saturday just talking to customers. Um, showing them their cars. Yep. Now, they, Saturday is still busy, but it's mostly delivering the cars that they've shopped all week online for, and we they just want to drive it before they take it home. You know, it's it's a whole different thing. But the cars always need service, yeah. no matter what's involved. And the, and service now, it, it's, you know, with the advent of the so many computers in the vehicles, you really have to know what you're doing, and, and service can be fairly expensive. That's the one thing that I didn't realize when Ron was telling me he um, that Thompson's actually you know deals with like um, the the fire companies and things like that. Yeah. Because you know when they use the jaws of life, you can right. speak on that. We've had many times, especially in Toyota, when the Prius came out initially, we've done many. Um, times we've gone to the local fire departments to show them how to open up a Prius because they're electric cars. So they have to, it's different when you're, let's say if that car is involved in an automobile accident, it might be different how you open that up compared yeah. to some other and you have to be careful, you don't want to get electrocuted. So thought about that. We've, we've been <laughs> down there and, and taken the cars to the local fire departments and run through the cars with them. We've had them at our store just so they see them and then every year, you know, as new volunteer firemen come on, they'll come by the store and they'll look at a car and they look at all the points of the car. We go through all the schematics with them. Um, so they know how to uh, look at this car and take it apart if it's involved in an accident. Yeah, I never thought of that. Because uh, yeah. I, I remember, God, years ago when the side airbags came out. Yeah. Yeah, you couldn't use, what do they call it, the Jimmy? Yeah. You uh -huh. had to be careful right. the way yeah, you yeah, use yeah. it. How, how, yeah. you do all, how you get into yeah. these cars and where all the batteries are in it. So, you know, uh, how to get inside the car. With okay, with the program, so let's say a kid. I know it's brand new, so you haven't seen this yet. Well, let's just go this way. So the mechanics that are there, there now. Mm -hmm. This way, if anybody wants to say, you know, it taught their kid into going here, they know. The I know when I worked at Thompson years ago, it seems like the, I don't know if it was Toyota, Hyundai, or whatever was constant. You always see the mechanics going to school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's funny you say about school. Every single employee, whether they're in service or sales or, or in parts, right. has to be certified every year. Okay, You have to get an annual certification. Um, and technicians in the shops, there are so many specialized certifications right. that you can't have your guys at school all the time. So there, there may be a job that comes into the shop that two different technicians have to work on based on their certifications for that particular function. If a, a car comes in and there's two different functions, one might be certified for one, one might be certified right. for the other, so they just team up on the car.
But yeah, it's absolutely mandatory that every employee is certified every single year. Um, we're it, and we pay for that training. You know, and see, and I, th- I don't think a lot of the, people realize that the, this <laughs> is mu- a lot of the training. We, all the technicians and salespeople are required to go out three times a year to a separate facility mm-hmm. for training, and then a lot of the training is done online. Yeah, and when that training's done online, we still pay the employee to take their courses on there. But we we spend in excess of a hundred thousand dollars a year just for employee training to stay certified um, every year. It's very important. Oh, new yeah. technology, um, new models of cars come out, so the salespeople have to know all the different functions of the cars. Um, it's amazing what's involved in the training. And that, and that's what I was saying too earlier about going to going to college or, or whatever. But on the same token, like us you know, being in the military, that even if you don't go to college, you still have to go to some school or Education some training. Education never stops. Never yeah, stops. Right. And these these kids got to understand that in order to do anything, you still have to be educated mm-hmm. some some kind of right. way after yeah. you get out of high school. I, I have one technician in our Chrysler showroom that this year he got his 40-year certification certificate. That's wow. pretty impressive. Wow. wow. Yeah. That every year, and you think, you know, after a period of time, the guy says, I don't need that training. This guy's 40 years, yeah. he's still going to training yeah. and getting his certificate. Yeah. It's very important. Jeez. Yeah, because I I know I was one of those guys right after high school. I was like, I'm never going to need geometry, or, <laughs> or you know. And then I go into the military, and I'm like, okay, I need that stuff. Uh, you know, surprised. Yeah. You know? How much yeah. you need? Yeah, right. Math yeah. skills are very important. Yeah. Any oh yeah. Business. And, and how far how how much of that uh, training do you extend to your interns uh, while they're well, still in school? Well, the first year. They're, they're only going to be trained by a master tech because they're shadowing here. Right. When they start their second year of employment with us is when we're going to start to get involved in factory training. You know, to be honest, we want to see if they'll last a year right, doing right, it because right. it's a new thing to it. But all, all three that we have there right now seem to be catching on pretty good. The factorial training are, will start on their second year, but everyone's working with a master tech right now so they're getting the best of the best that we have to offer in there and it's a lot of shadowing and a lot of questions why are you doing that what is that what's the name of that and it's a lot of um, direction from the master tech that says hey when you're doing this job stand here stand here when you complete that job make sure you wipe this down all the little things and it's really Keeping them sharp too, sure. right? You sure. know, so it's a it's been a good thing. Um, and you say you have six of them right now. Well, I have I have three apprentices and one summer intern that are working okay. for us right now. Now, are they all auto mechanics, or are any of them in Th- the collision? Three. Part? Oh well, two are working in the auto mechanic shops. One is working in the collision okay. center. So we we put one in each of our fixed trade areas and. To better supervise, right? And then one young guy is our summer intern is an IT, and he's kind of working with me. Um, See, I, I, I mean, when you when I first heard about the program, I only thought about auto mechanics. Yeah. Got all about collision repair, yeah. and my ex brother in law has been doing collision repair forever. <laughs> but you're, it's an art. A lot of people don't realize, and that's something yeah. that's not going away. That's right. You know, it's 
frame straightening the frames. I always say, as long as there's deer in Harford County, we're going to be (laughs) in business. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that the truth? Until every piece of property has a house on it, as long as we've got woods, we're going to have deer and we're going to have collision repair. And we've actually, in the last 10 years, built a second collision repair center. We had one, now we have two at our Edgewood facility. And we have three in our Baltimore facility. It's, It's a big business. Wow. Wait, wait, wait. There's two in Harford County? Yeah, we have two. We I have didn't two that. in our Edgewood facility. That's because there's a lot more drivers out on the road. You know, a lot more deer, too. Yeah, well, maybe. I don't know about the deer, but there's a lot more drivers. And, you know, I always look at it when I was a kid, there was one car in the household. Now, your father had that back yeah. and forth to work. Now, if you live in Harford County, every household that's got a, a person 16 years or older, there's a car for each one of them. So yeah. there's just a lot more cars on the road. There's That's a lot true. more young, inexperienced drivers out on the road. So you're going to have that. Um, so hence why we're in business here. We, we'll, we'll never go out of business. business. <laughs> yeah, we should. That part will never go out 90 years, we're, right? 90 yeah. years now. Yeah, actually we're mm-hmm. celebrating our 90th anniversary this year, um, 30 years in Harford County. So it's, it's, a, it's a big year for us. And we're really we're Holy talking cow. about our hundredth anniversary right now. You know that that's a big deal for a family-owned business yeah. Sure. Yeah. in the automobile business, where a lot of automobile stores are being bought up by these big, huge big corporate uh, companies. Corporate companies. Yeah. This is still a family-owned business with family members still in the in the business on a day-to-day basis. So it's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. And ninety years, it's something to hang your hat on there. Um, been around. Um, Dude, I wasn't there in the beginning, but <laughs> oh, stop. Uh, Tommy was right. No, I'm joking. Yeah, Tommy, even Tommy was. But, uh, but it, you know, it's a long time, and you know, you think about it starting out as in in uh, Baltimore as the Trimie gas station, and that's oh, what yeah. it was. It was open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, because they were down by the Bethlehem Steel at the mm-hmm. time, which worked seven days a week, 24 hours a day. So they were working uh, a long time. And it, yeah. as fact, when they they built the, the gas had the gas station down there, and they were selling used cars on the side. The Thompson family lived upstairs of the gas station because it was a twenty four hour day, seven day a week operation. So they were right there all the time. So and it's pretty good. I'm trying to get this wrong. Was the first new car dealership a Studebaker dealership? I believe it was Studebaker. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe oh, I didn't remember and, uh, that. <laughs> and then, you know, wow. we've had a gamut of it, but currently we have um, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Toyota. Hyundai and Mazda at our five new car locations. And in Edgewood, we have a pre-owned superstore here right. as well. So that's a nice store, too. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a great mm-hmm. facility. It's uh, one of the nicest used car facilities in the area. And if I'm not mistaken, that facility was bought, was built by a local company, right? Yeah, it was an abandoned gas station that we got everything cleared yeah. out of, and we built a nice two-story facility there. We have our, our used car lot is on the first floor, and our wholesale operation is on the second floor. Um, you know, we do a big lot. We bought the master's building that was on the corner um, years ago, and that stores our um, automotive parts for our collision centers. And we, we have um, our Baltimore store has about 15 parts trucks on the road every day delivering parts all over the eastern coast here. And uh, so it's a huge, huge operation. Man, it's grown a lot since yeah. I got out. It's grown a lot. Jeez. But so we, we try to stay as active in the community as possible. Um, we donate to a lot of local charities. We belong to all the uh, business associations around the area. 
Um, I know we talked off the air before, but one thing I do want to plug is that our biggest event of the year through Thompson is our Breakfast with Santa. Mm-hmm. Um, we've 10 years we've been doing that, and I, I know I joke all the time, nobody wants to go to a car dealership for Breakfast with Santa, but <laughs> we have over 200 people show up um, through corporate and employee donations. Last year we raised over $12,000 to take care of needy Harford County families, and we work in coordination with Harford County Sheriff's Office, um, and we get a nice assist from Joppa Magnolia uh, Fire Department. Uh, we have one corporate sponsor of Chick-fil-A. They've been helping us out for the last couple of years, and it's really a great event. It's all employee involvement, and we, we really uh, do a lot to help a lot of kids at Christmas time. I so love doing that. That's our, that's our <laughs> biggest deal. Uh, we don't do anything bigger than that, but yeah. we donate to about 35 charities in Harford County, so we try to stay as community uh, active as possible. And, and thank you, too, for um, you know helping us at the Lions Club, because uh, I contacted you about that, and yeah. you guys also even made a donation for the pond down here right that we're going to be we do that and cleaning up i can never find wood to knock on when i need it (laughs) we try to stay involved we've been a major sponsor with the joppa town um, arts fair the last couple years and we continue our involvement there and we do a lot um, breast cancer awareness in october we do a lot with that and and we belong to route 40 business association and aberdeen chamber of commerce as well and we try to stay as active in those groups as possible Going back to the apprenticeship program, because I know you you said this is the first year you're involved with it at Edgewood High School. Right. Any plans on going, reaching out to the other schools? Well, you know, it's funny you ask that. I've, I've been asked about other schools, and everything you do, it's people-related. You have yeah. to have enough people to help you. So uh, a couple of our employees have students at Joptown High School, mm-hmm. and they asked us about that. The reason we selected um, Edgewood is first we were approached by them, and it's close to the store, right. and I knew we would have a transportation problem with the students uh, not having driver's license, so we supplied transportation. So we would expand it more if I had more help with this uh, group. And we're hoping that is if we can get other businesses involved, then we can also now expand that into other schools. Okay. Um, I think Thompson's involvement, at least for the first couple of years, probably going to be exclusively with Edgewood High School. Um, well, it's because, a pilot program too. Yeah, because we've made our mark mm-hmm. over there and we spend time. And I have, you know, I've had a couple employees volunteer to come over and help me speak with the students over there, and that's really where it's at. Is you know, one of the things we talked about, uh, people and, and getting active in the community, you, you have to have the employees being committed to help. Yes. You know, and it's not just Thompson. It's any business where people go to work and at the end of the day they want to go home. And it's hard to get a lot of people to say, hey, can you give me two hours yeah. this week? And that's what I try to sell to employees. And that, that was sort of like when we came over to the park and we helped clean out. I said, guys, it's two hours. From 10 to 12. You don't have to stay for the fair if you don't want to, but can you give me two hours? And I had nine volunteers. So that, that's what, how it works, is if you tell them, hey, can you give me an hour here, give me an hour there, just a couple of hours. That's all I ask for. And I won't ask you again for another month or two. I'll ask other employees. And, and other businesses can do the same thing. Just try to get a couple of hours. But those employees that helped out the park clean up, how did they feel afterwards? Actually, it was funny because a couple of them did Facebook Live posts down there. Mm-hmm. They were mm-hmm. so proud of themselves. Mm-hmm. And 
A lot of people don't realize that. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's it's a good feeling. It you're is. going down there and you're helping. Yeah, and, you, you, and this is our community. Right. This is where we work. This is our community. I started working in Edgewood in 1980, wow. so I've been here a long time wow. in this community. So th this is important. Help the community yeah. that's helping us. Yeah. They're all buying cars from us, yeah. and we're servicing their cars. We give them back a little yeah. bit. But it, it, it's that it's that whole thing where you don't you you don't feel good until you actually get there yeah. and start get to work and you know it's like oh man i gotta go to this place and then you get there and then you're like oh it's not that bad and then you start putting your hands into it so, and and i'm telling you the guys from from thompson's got in there and they got in there they got in there, you know so that you mean yeah, in the pond the, uh, like, darn near darn near <laughs> wow ron had mud on them and all this stuff. they said three shopping carts and we pulled out 30 <laughs> These guys had it. Wow. Right. So they, they, they really, uh, once they got there, they really, you know, put their hands in and, and, and got dirty. They, and when I say they got dirty, they got the dirty. boss the boss got dirty. <laughs> what were you using, like grappling hooks? We had yeah. it all. We oh, had okay. grappling hooks. We had other hooks. We had ropes that some of the, of the things were so buried deep, we had to get like three grappling hooks in there and yank out. Yeah. I mean, some of them took us about eight guys. You're thinking chopping cart's not that wow. much weight, yeah. but it's buried down there. Yeah, it's in that muck, yeah. Yeah, right. you just don't know. But it's a lot cleaner than what it was, and it'll get cleaner yeah. again. We want to do it again in the fall. And Probably uh, a scary question, but what, what's, what's the strangest thing you pulled out of there? I, I was surprised by the bicycles. You know, because they yeah, were that in good is, shape. That's a shock. They were in good shape. The uh, grocery carts. Look, if I was a teenager and a grocery cart was laying there, I'd probably pushed it in myself. So, but shoot, you, when you I was younger as a teenager, that you know what that grocery cart would have become. <laughs> Somehow or another, we would have tried to make it into a cart. Yeah. Right, you know, right. Like a soapbox well, derby think, thing. I think that's what the kids were doing. What a lot of them was, you know, racing, them. racing, yeah. right? <laughs> or, or, or when the pond freezes over, they just push them yeah. out to the middle of the pond. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. So, hopefully yeah. for nobody in them because that's a big pond. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, they got all kind of fish in there. All yeah. Do they really? Fish. Yeah, all kind of fish. Well, where's the feed off of? Um, uh, well, no, it's a it's a stormwater management pond, but I guess someone fills the Don't pond. The an army filled it up, right? But you know, yeah, there's goldfish. They get as big as the area that they're in. <laughs> yeah. But there's there's cat in there, and I heard it somehow. The snakehead. I don't know about snake. Oh, yeah. man. But I heard that there's some trout in there. I don't know how the trout gets in there, but, yeah. That, Somebody's got to put them yeah, in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know here at Copenhagen where people have been catching crappie down there. That's about it. Okay. Um, and if somebody catches some snakehead up there, let me know. Oh, wow. Oh, that's that's some good eating there. Is that right? Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, we okay. um God, I'm giving them a plug again. We, <laughs> we had the uh, guys from the Susquehanna River Fishing Club on here. Okay. And these guys go out in their kayaks. But they, mm. the reason I got them on, they went out to Mariner in the evening. They went 100 yards out. So that's not even to the train bridge. Yeah. And they shined yeah. their lights down, and they said they were snakehead everywhere. Really? And they were hitting them with bow. They were bow fishing. Wow. And they, kept, they, they were telling us how good it tastes. <laughs> so I had to try some, and a buddy of mine caught some and brought me some fillets over. Yeah. Definitely, by far, one of the best fish I ever had. Right, right. Not bony. Right. It's a nice, white, flaky fish. <laughs> it's very good. They're not, they're, they're not 
indigenous to to the area. They are no. now. They are now. They're from their Asian. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They're definitely not not. Uh, <laughs> wow. They're an invasive species. Yeah, that's for sure. But it was um, I was talking to somebody <laughs> other day, other day and um, they had it at some restaurant. It may have been over on the ocean because now it's considered a delicacy. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but okay. it, it is very, very, very good. And a okay. friend of mine actually has some left over and used that to make crab cakes instead of crab meat. Oh, wow. And he said it was very wow. good. So, but <laughs> well, I can, I can tell you this. I can tell you this, that, that uh, Thompson's, uh, you know, with the, with the whole cleanup out there, uh, they – they they really like Ron said you know the guys out there had the little Facebook live thing and taking uh, pictures and all that stuff so yeah they they That's really good. they really got their hands dirty out there that yeah. is good and it's it's cool to see employees helping out yeah you know and, and the thing is too these apprenticeship you yeah. know the, with the apprenticeship program they see the employees doing this yeah. so they're also learning something about community involvement right. absolutely which is key absolutely. so it's actually what you're doing is <laughs> it's their community in the trade right. they're learning yeah. it's their community how important community mm-hmm. is right. you know right. and that's key and i think a lot of people got to remember because too many people forgot or forget how important community involvement is absolutely yeah and absolutely. it's very important that you live true. here this is part of your community right Help clean it up. Help keep it clean. Right. If you're living here, we want you to work, live, eat, sleep, yeah. and purchase things in the community. You have keep to know where they're at. Yeah, that's right. When that's, you I mean, that's my local, big thing. Keep it, right. you know, keep it Harford. Right. Yeah. <laughs> area. So, right. You guys got anything to add? Nope. Just remind you to go on our Facebook page, Good Things Happening in Edgewood, and you'll see a lot of, a lot of what we're doing in the community there. And the school. High schools. Um, we want everybody to contribute to it. Once you get on there, if you've got something good happening in the community, put it on there. Easy yeah, game yeah. we play. And I, I just want to say too that that uh, we're we're going to try to expand this program, like Ron said. And um, I'm working with uh, Delegate uh, Steve Johnson mm-hmm. to see if we can get some state money for uh, for, these, nice. for this program and everything yeah. like that. So uh, so that we can expand it because. Uh, even though it's a pilot program, I can see it exploding into something that mm-hmm. that that is really really good for the community. And yeah. you know, the the forty corridor has been completely underserved. So yes. you know, the Thompson's uh, starting. Uh, like Ron said, he was in a meeting with me. He saw that that the ball wasn't getting pushed forward. So I, I want to thank. Thompsons for for taking the initiative and coming out and saying hey if if we can't really do anything uh, together collectively mm-hmm. as a group then we'll take the first step and so that's what Thompsons has done is taking the first step and um, I can see this exploding into something great so I want to I want to thank Thompsons and and applaud them for for taking that first step yeah definitely great you. company great lead mm-hmm. yeah yeah thank you and with the edge with the Facebook page, God, anytime you guys do anything good like that, share it to the Harford County Living page too. Okay, that'll, that'll go out to another nine thousand people. Yeah, yeah uh, so I just want I just want to uh, let everyone know too that to uh, go to um, to the District A uh, letterhead yes. page. Right. So so if you go there because we're because once we all start sharing everything, it just it goes grows. out right. It grows. Right. It grows. So. Um, 
because everything that Ron shares, I share. Everything that I share, he shares. Mm-hmm. So you know, because um, that's the thing is is that this 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 side of of uh, forty had you know. We don't get enough love down here. No, we don't. You know, <laughs> you know. What's he gonna say? We're the redheaded stepchild. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so we, so, so right now we need to take care of ourselves. Yeah. We need to hunker down, take care of ourselves, and then start pushing that out to because you know the only thing people hear about you know Edgewood Jobtown is all the negative stuff, and so you know we need to start pushing and to think that yeah, and if we yeah. keep pushing the positive stuff in their face, yes, yes. yeah, we want it to get to the point to where. People are saying, "Okay, enough already. We're tired of hearing right, about yeah. it." Right? Yeah. If you're tired of hearing about it, come down here and make some, help us make some yeah, changes. We need to be obnoxious yes. about being having good yeah. things going on in yeah. our community. You know, pushing the power of positivity yeah. goes a long way. It does. Way. It, re- it really does. <laughs> it really does. I w- again, I want to thank you both for coming on. Um, if anybody wants to come on to the Harford County Living Show, it is free to come on. We encourage you to come on. Uh, just contact me at podcast at harfordcountyliving.com. And if you would like to be a sponsor, same thing. And listen to us on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, everywhere that programs can be found, I guess you could say. Thanks again, guys. You know, I want to thank Freedom Federal Credit Union for coming on as a Chesapeake-level sponsor and actually requesting to sponsor this particular podcast. You know, is it time for a new vehicle? Well, if you want an interest rate that you can really be excited about, as low as 2.89% APR, you can get pre-approved at freedomfcu.org. Again, that's freedomfcu.org or walk into one of Freedom's five Harford County branches. Can't wait? Enjoy your one-stop shopping at any of Freedom's preferred dealerships. Finance your Freedom and take advantage of their 90-day no-pay option. That's right, I said 90-day no-pay option. Freedom Federal Credit Union, great rates on new and used automobiles as low as 2.89% APR. Also, competitively finance in motorcycles, RVs, boats, and jet skis. It's summertime. You know you want one. APR stands for annual percentage rate. Rates effective since April 1st, 2019. Rate quoted includes a 0.25% discount when you sign up for e-statements and auto payments. Rates are subject to change without notice. First payment may be deferred for 90 days. Interest will continue to accrue from the date of loan dispersal due once payments begin. Available on select auto loans. Not all applicants will qualify for the lowest rate or the 90-day deferred payment. Subject to credit criteria. Freedom Federal Credit Union is an equal housing lender and is federally insured by the NCUA.